Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, the flats to your drums. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. I don't know if she's Team Flats or Team Drums. It's a Duchess of the Dork. It's actually Pickle. Flats. I'm, I think I'm flats, but like, I'm also not, I'm not picky. Yeah. I was fixing to say, as a kid, drums, definitely. Of every kid loves the chicken legs is yes. what you'd call Like, you know, like that's every, mm-hmm. every kid loves that. The older I got, the more I have appreciation for a solid flat. No, the, I, I like, if you're asking me, like, you have to choose, I'll yeah. say, okay, flats. Yeah. But like, at the same time, you me a good mix of flats and drums. Yeah. I'll take I'll take the mix, but complain. the older I get, the more I have grown respect for a flat, a, a good saucy nug. Today is that's not a saucy. Nug. I know. Today is Wednesday, <laughs> September second, twenty twenty. Eighty five days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand twenty one. One thousand twenty one. The number of plate appearances for Larry Bittner in his illustrious Washington Senators and Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we've got some headlines. Then Matt Steps. I'm reading the the. You've got the apostrophe in the wrong place. Oops. I would say that it was Matt, multiple Matt Steps, their <laughs> road trip. It's Matt Steps' road trip. I don't think we can handle more than one uh, step. It's Matt Steps. That would be <laughs> problematic. Never. That is too much. Oh, boy. Like, how do we even do Tep and Step? It would just be Step and Step. <laughs> you be, would I'd be left be, out of the equation. I'd be replaced. You would be the saucy nug of the podcast. We will find out where Matt <laughs> Step is heading and what he's eating this weekend uh, uh, in week two of the Texas high school football season. In the back half of the program, it's Wednesday, so we're talking recruiting with Greg Powers, the next little athlete, uh, presented by our friends at Chicken Express. We will hear from Greg Powers. Lots of big-time news across the recruiting sphere coming up here in just a little bit let's start though with first four through the door yes sir we had ed mcelroy alan shepherd phil vaney and carrie odom templeton welcome oh in. carrie odom templeton that's a new name welcome in yes we're happy to have you yes all right let's start with some headlines from across the state it's the middle of the week believe it or not um and so Hopefully. we are going to cruise through some headlines across the state of texas we will start in the college ranks we're going to start with uh, at texas a&m this came down on Monday. The Texas A&M cornerback Elijah Blades 
has opted out of the 2020 season. This has become opt-out season for a lot of big-time playmakers. Uh, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver at LSU, opted out. Kenneth Gainwell, the running back in Memphis, opted out. From what did you read that story about Kenneth Gainwell, the the Memphis running back? No. Apparently, he's had four family members die. Oh of the yeah, virus. no, I didn't Golly, see that. Golly, can you imagine? Like, I, no. you, he's an NFL prospect, and I just imagine he should be like, I need some time. Oh like, that's, yeah, I mean, that's totally understandable. From a normal life standpoint, you would need time after that too. Absolutely. Uh, but Elijah Blades at Texas A&M is probably the most notable in the state of Texas right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, transferred from Arizona Western Community College la- uh, before last year, and he made six starts. And he kind of, I thought he grew as the season went on. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he maybe earned the trust of the staff as the season went on. I, I think, think their whole secondary did. <laughs> I agree. I, would, I think there's an argument to be made that he was going to be their number one corner. Yes. This year, um, he he did miss last three uh, last three uh, games of the season with injury, um, so it was going to be. His, he's now going to open up. You know, Miles Jones is probably going to be the number one corner now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy that now he does say he will return in twenty twenty one, but with the uh, with the ruling coming down from the NCAA that like this is not like nobody's going to get a year of eligibility taken off during twenty twenty. I imagine most people are going to come by. I mean, by the way, I was thinking about this. You could have like seven-year players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you could have like seven-year yeah, redshirt seniors. A redshirt, yeah. Or, and, it, and then heck, if you, if like you a throw in an injury yeah, exactly. redshirt in there. You could have some seven-year guys. But anyway, Elijah Blades at Texas A&M is going to opt out of the 2020 season. That's pretty big news down there in Aggieland. Speaking of A&M, but this one a different one. I don't think we touched on this enough, but A&M Commerce mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, up there in beautiful Commerce, Texas, uh, will not play uh, in 2020. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait a second. I thought the Lone Star Conference already canceled um, their, their season. And you're kind of right. So what happened was that the Lone Star Conference announced, this is back in the early part of August, that all fall, fall conference games was going to be pushed to the spring. Mm-hmm. They're going to push them to the spring. Uh, I believe they did. They didn't. I believe they they still left it open that you could play like kind of an outlaw schedule in the fall. Mm -hmm. That's what you're seeing like West Texas A&M do. Yep. Uh, About a six game is what you could probably assume. Yeah. They they put together. You can kind of scrap together a season if you want in the fall. Uh, But knowing full well that they were going to um, they were going to you know they would there will be a conference season at least on paper for now, scheduled for the spring. Well, AM Commerce will not be a part of that. Mm-mm. Either of them. They will not play in the fall. They will not play in the spring. They're going to focus their efforts on going to um, uh, on, on, on the 2021 fall season. They're just basically going to take the year off. That is, I believe, the first... Um, I believe that's the first Texas college to cancel their season outright. Yes. That they are not going to play. That they are not planning on playing any football in 2020 at all. You've seen NAIA, Division three, Division two, FCS all move uh, conference games at least to the spring. Uh, you've also seen like other teams like uh, Stephen F. Austin, who said that they are not going to play in the spring. They are just mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna play like a five game kind of outlaw schedule in the fall. Um, so it's a, a moving target here, but AM Commerce will not play at all in the 2020-2021 season. Of course, that's coached by former Rice coach David Bailiff up there in Commerce. So that is pretty notable there. I want to make sure we've noticed that. That happened at the end of last week. Kind of got buried in the Friday hullabaloo. News dump. 
Texas State is a quarterback. It's not necessarily a surprise. Um, we've kind of, but I, it's official now. It's official, right. official that uh, Brady McBride uh, is the going to be the new starting quarterback for Texas State. Um, this what we could have seen this coming. A year and a half ago, <laughs> whenever he transferred from Memphis, right? Uh, he immediately became, in our view, the best quarterback on campus. And then especially whenever you see kind of the struggles they had at the quarterback spot, he was not able to be eligible for 2020 or 2019. He gained eligibility for 2020. He is now eligible and he has officially, officially been named at, uh, as the starter for their game Saturday against SMU. So Brady McBride, the Coppell product, will be at Texas state as the bobcats signal caller when they open their season saturday against smu that's notable another kind of scheduling change tcu and smu the battle for the iron skillet they have moved that game up a day they have moved it up to friday (laughs) september 11th um and i believe it'll be nationally televised on fs1 yeah i think they were saying eight o'clock is the Mm -hmm. time that they're Mm -hmm. considering Mm -hmm. that stinks for you and not I, a fan because we don't not get to watch it now not a fan i did not like that decision they did not consult me yeah think about the high school football people here i just don't like i don't understand it and honestly like i don't understand it because to me if you want now i guess part of it is that they're not going to be able to have recruit visits almost certainly i would assume right. that they're not going to be able to have recruits no. visit but i would think that you would want players watching your game i guess the idea is that 6a and 5a are not playing anyway right and so might as well and those are the guys you're going to like they produce most of the prospects in the state of texas mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i'm not a big fan this is me i'm not a big fan of college football playing play, being played on friday because that is high school football. i i believe in you know high school football on on friday mm-hmm. college football on saturday pro football on sunday say, th- we all stay in our lanes a, th- a thursday night college game i don't mind but i don't i yeah i don't get the friday thing and i also don't understand right now specifically when you're going to go obviously back-to-back weeks of playing and stuff like that why are you going to push it forward give, give your guys an extra day especially right now Yes. So, um, there you go. I am, um, that, that's some news from, uh, from, from the scheduling department as they have moved that game to Friday, which means I don't get to watch any of it. Yeah. Two thumbs down. Come on. Not a fan. Think of me. Won't somebody please think of me? The the real victim here. The real victim. (laughs) Um, okay. Let's go to the high school ranks for a couple of small things. One, well, not small things. No, they're not small. Potentially a very big thing. Um, and that is we have news, um, we have news coming out from uh, Matt Sepp, or Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider, um, of a couple of major large school districts that could be making um, moves coming up here in a minute. We're talking about San Antonio ISD. So according to Matt Sepp, trying to find the tweet. Golly. I wondered what you were doing. I'm looking for the tweet. <laughs> like he's distracted. I'm looking for the tweet. I'm looking for the tweet. Step towards okay. it. Um, golly, he does tweet a lot. Stop tweeting so much. Um, so San Antonio ISD, um, that he, uh, Matt said this was yesterday, confirmed that San Antonio ISD is delaying the start of athletics until October 5th. Um, when you're thinking about that, um, what the, the key thing there is that, that is going to be seven different, um, 5A schools. Uh, most notably, that's going to be like, uh, Brackenridge, Burbank, Edison, Highlands, San, Sam Houston, Jefferson, and Lanier. 
what you've got to think is October 5th, that would mean that they, they cannot play their first games until late October. Mm-hmm. Okay? Season's supposed to start late September. So they're getting a month behind. Those 5A programs could be okay if they break into zones, which it sounds like is going to be what they're going to have to do in order to get a full district season in. Who could be in a big, big hot mess is uh, San Antonio Young Men's Leadership Academy, YMLA. They are a 4A program. Mm-hmm. And at that point, if you can't play till late October, you're talking about like week nine? Yeah. I was like, you have literally. You're up a creek without a paddle weeks. at that point. Yeah. Um, so th- there's going to be some moves there. There's also some reports from Matt Stepp um, confirming some reports from down in Edinburgh that Edinburgh is um is looking at uh they they may not start their athletics until when was it um golly stop quit tweeting so much um oh my gosh i know uh they're looking at yeah uh they're looking at starting on september 28th um that could mean that they're uh if, if they start september 28th again they were talking like mid to late October, mm-hmm. that would be very much. Um, it, if if they do uh, push the start back uh, to October fifth, they would not be able to get a full slate in unless they played every five days. So what we're going to start seeing is we're getting to um, crunch time for large school districts: Houston ISD, Dallas ISD, San Antonio ISD, uh, those other large ISDs around those areas. Um, plus Austin ISD mm-hmm. and down in the Valley, we're now getting to crunch time because we got to have like, like schools are going to have to start at some point. They're going to have to say when athletics can start. And then you can kind of count off three weeks before they can start playing. So keep an eye on that. We'll keep you posted on texasfootball.com about all things scheduling. Um, we'll skip the last one. Cause I just kind of work on for that time. So okay. anyway, there's that uh, go to texasfootball.com. There's a lot of good stuff on texasfootball.com, including computer projections of every game. So go there. Matt Stepp's going to be on the road, though. Matt Stepp's going to get in his little, uh, his little, his little jalopy. It's not a jalopy. He's got a big jacked-up truck. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to uh, head all across the state uh, in week two, and f- I believe all three of his games are still on for the moment. I pull back the curtain. I literally said we're putting this out tomorrow before yes. these games get canceled because yes. I already edited the whole thing. Exactly so. <laughs> right. So here's Matt Stepp's road trip for week two of the Texas High School Bowl season here on Texas Football Today. Hey, it's Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football here for the Week 2 Texas High School Football Road Trip. And the week is going to start on Thursday night where we only have four games in the state of Texas. And, of course, I'll be at one of them as I'm headed up to up 287 to Wichita Falls where the Anna Coyotes visit the Hershey Huskies in a game that's being played at Venerable Memorial Stadium right there in Wichita Falls. And my favorite place to eat in Wichita Falls is Seve's Burritos. Wichita Falls is kind of known as a food town that's not all that great, but Seve's Burritos is a beacon of light in an otherwise dark and cold food town. The burritos are excellent. The service is great, but you got to get there before they close at four o'clock because they close early because it's a mom and pop business. And what do mom and pop businesses do? They go to the football games on Thursday and Friday nights. So Seve's Burritos in Wichita Falls. Friday night, I'll keep it local and be in the Metroplex as I'll be in Midlothian as the Midlothian Heritage Jaguars host the Lindale Eagles. And Midlothian, you know, it's, it's right. It's a suburb of Dallas, basically, mostly a lot of chain restaurants. But there is a really glorious Italian spot in Midlothian in a strip mall, kind of a strip mall Italian place. But it's really good via Italiana 
great pizza, great pasta, anything you can think of from, a, from an Italian restaurant. My go-to at Via Italiana is the baked ziti. That is some good stuff, folks. It'll put you in a food coma, so I can't eat too much before the game because I will pass out in the press box. Saturday, I'm headed out to East Texas to scenic and beautiful Overton, Texas, as the Overton Mustangs host the Burkeville Mustangs in Mustang on Mustang violence. But pregame, I got there's no place to eat in Overton. Pregame, you know, sorry Overton, there's not it's not a big enough town, so I can't really name any places to eat in Overton. So I'll just head down the road to Kilgore and get some of the best ribs in the state. In fact, the best ribs in the state of Texas I've ever had. I can say that for sure. Country Tavern Barbecue in Kilgore. Their ribs are unbelievable. Uh, definitely a, a go-to uh, as far as barbecue in Kilgore, the ribs. Um, it's not quite the uh, Stanley's Barbecue Fair. It's, it's Like I said, it's more uh, southern-based so it's than Texas barbecue, but their ribs, man, their choice. So get the ribs at Country Tavern Barbecue. Get like two racks and take a, take a rack to go if you can because their ribs are excellent. So that is the week two Texas high school football road trip for uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Thursday, Wichita Falls. Friday, Midlothian. And Saturday, Overton, Texas. Uh, Stay with TexasFootball.com all season long for the best high school coverage of Texas high school football you can find anywhere out there. There it is, Matt Stepp's road trip for week two in the Texas high school football season. We will do that every week unless games get canceled like like a game that he's going to, in which case we're just going to be like, oh. yeah, because last week was a joke. Last week was like, I think he had three games and I think that they changed like three times. Yeah, I edited it the Friday, Friday before and by Saturday morning, it was already completely screwed up. I will say those editing those make me really, really hungry. Because yeah. he starts going into all of that food. Like, I realized I need to start editing those, like, as soon as I eat lunch. Yeah. Because yesterday I was like, I got to go home and get something to eat. Cause get, some, get some saucy nugs. And I need- <laughs> then edit it. So. Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Never a better time. Computer rank of every Texas high school ball team. We just put up the game projections for all 327-ish games. It's 327, Asterisk. like, you know. Supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, we've already had Die Ball Woodville canceled and a few other games that have been canceled. But anyway, not, that's not here there. You can see computer projections for every game up there at TexasFootball.com. Uh, Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. If you want to take a look at Matt Step's uh, mega preview early. You can see it right now at textfootball.com. Mm-hmm. A lot of great stuff for insiders. Check textfootball.com slash subscribe. Never been a better time. And I got a DM from somebody who yes. asked, uh, she didn't say I could use her name, so I won't, uh, who asked, hey, I just became a subscriber. I know I'm late, but uh, will I get the summer edition or will the winter edition be my, or will the recruiting edition be my first? Great question. You will still get the summer edition. Mm-hmm. I believe if you subscribe at least through the, at least in September, Yes. We'll still st- we'll still send you the summer edition. Uh, you'll get summer and then recruiting as opposed to recruiting in summer. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I'm trying to be clear. Earlier today, we chatted with Matt Step. No, we already... Take two. Take two. In three, two. Earlier today, we talked with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete, our recruiting analyst, for This Week in Recruiting presented by our friends at Chicken Express. Here is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week 
in Cruton. That's right. It's This Week in Recruiting, presented by our friends at Chicken Express with Greg Powers, Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, we are now officially playing football in the state of Texas. Uh, and and I, I want to start with this because you've got a couple of pieces up on TexasFootball.com uh, spotlighting some prospects in, in the lower classifications. I think there may be uh, some some folks who maybe they, they watch high school football because they're really into the recruiting side of it. Um, you know, they, they, they are fo- folks who are really uh, highlighting on the prospects. Uh, and maybe they're a little bit bummed that 6A and 5A doesn't start. Can you just set these people straight and tell them that there are some pretty phenomenal prospects at the small school levels? There's no doubt that there's some pretty phenomenal prospects at the small school level. And as a matter of fact, I think that the way that the Texas high school football season rolled out this year, the fans are getting a chance to even see more of those guys as the spotlight has, has shined a little bit brighter on them. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was so happy that football was back this week um, because there were some breakout players. And I had to whittle of the list down uh, from a big group to try to talk about just a, a couple of guys. And one guy made the, the cut today from his performance last season. But there were some big names that had big games this, this last week, and including, you know, um, Trey Wisner at Waco Conley, who was the 2023 running back athlete who's up for player of the week this year with 266 yards on 13 carries. But between 2A, 3A, and 4A, I think that we picked out over 120 prospects to spotlight, and that was cutting guys off the list for the most significant players, the most significant, not players, but the most significant prospects or recruits in those classifications. Yeah, so just because 6A and 5A aren't playing doesn't mean that you uh, can't get your recruiting fixed. Uh, Speaking of which, how about a segue to the prospect (laughs) on the rise? Uh, 2022 safety Jared Kerr out of Lexington um, is a guy that Matt Stepp saw in his opener against West and and really uh, was the decisive factor uh, between West getting that that win. He has picked up some offers from OU, Texas A&M, Texas, Notre Dame, Florida. Uh, I mean, this is a perfect example, it seems like, of a small school kid who is certainly anything but a small prospect. Well, he just had a massive recruiting week. You know, I think Oklahoma and Texas offered him before he played his game. This weekend against West, where they won 25 to 14, he's like a Mr. Do It All for Lexington. You know, he plays safety, running back, wide receiver. I think they might even line him up sometimes in the Wildcat. They're going to find ways to get Jared Kerr both in the offense and on the defensive side of the ball to make plays. But after his game, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Florida all stepped up to the plate as well. So a huge recruiting week for Kerr, who also happens to be the newest DCTF four-star. And the class of 2022, we bumped him up onto that four-star list after watching highlights from only one game this season. So he was a man amongst boys on the field and, and clearly deserves that four-star status. He now has 12 offers. Other schools like Baylor and Houston in-state have offered him. And Arkansas, Colorado, and Kansas joins that exclusive group of schools that are really trying to pursue him. Yeah, Step came back from that game with uh, between Lexington and West, just just wave, raving about him and talking about what a what a, what a star Jared Kerr is for uh, for Lexington. Uh, let's go to the commit of the week. Our commit of the week going down to the Houston area. Houston St. Thomas quarterback Maddox Cop uh, has committed 
to Houston. Uh, good job by Dana Holgerson kind of uh, uh, sealing the borders there uh, in, in H-Town, getting one of the very brightest uh, private school quarterbacks in the state in Maddox Cop. Uh, this seems like a really important get for Dana Holgerson and the Cougs. No doubt. I mean, we actually talked about this on, you know, in our work conversations, how big of a gift this would be for Houston. They had to beat out some P5 schools, but the Cougars were the first offer for Maddox Cop. So they, you know, circled him on the recruiting board and really let him know how important he was to their 2021 recruiting efforts, and it, it kind of paid dividends. But they did have to fight hard all the way down to the, down to the end to be able to secure that commitment. And I think he fits that Dana Holgerson offense like a glove. Six foot four, 210 pounds. He's got a huge arm and a huge upside throwing the football. But he's very athletic. Do not sleep on Maddox Cop's athleticism. He's a guy who can easily dunk a basketball. Um, he runs really well. He works outside of the pocket really well. So I think he fits that offense, uh, you know, very nicely. And I think he's the type of guy that you can build around. He's one of the top two highest rated commits so far in this cycle for Houston. So this was absolutely a huge grab. And don't forget, he was an elite 11 finalist. So that puts him in at least the elite 11's eyes as one of the top 24 quarterbacks in the entire country, and he's a Texas top 100 prospect on DCTF. Yeah, and it was, I'll be honest, we were rushing the, the highlights, and it was a little bit jarring because it, like, spliced to, like, a like a basketball highlight. I was like, <laughs> He's just jamming on him. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wait, what's going on? But then it's like he goes up and dunks, and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, he's got ups. I get it. This is proof, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, you know, proof of concept here as, as Max Cap going up and dunking it. Big commit there for the Houston I, I actually appreciate the basketball highlights kind of because it kind of gives some perspective to his athleticism. Most of the time I try to tell prospects, don't worry about putting your basketball highlights on your highlight reel, but in this instance, I'll take it. We're talking about this week in recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1 uh, here on Texas Football Today. All right, let's get to our underclassmen of the week. Our underclassmen of the week, we're going to Grand Prairie uh, to Savion Red. Uh, he pulled the trigger this week uh, to head to SMU, uh, a big-time playmaker there uh, at, at, at Grand Prairie heading to SMU. What can you tell us about this young man? Well, first off, uh, September 1st was the first day that um, colleges could start to contact recruits in the 2022 cycle, you know, via a private messenger, emails, and electronic transmission. And they really kicked off what is the unofficial start in some regards to the 2022 recruiting year by securing a commitment. And Savion Red is one of these guys who I think that fans in the DFW better start to learn about very quickly um, because he's kind of like another one of these Mr. Do-It-All type of guys. He's very elusive as a slot wide receiver. That's kind of where I project him at right now. But he's put together at, you know, 5'10", 210 pounds. He's a guy who can make tacklers miss, but he can also run you over a little bit. But he's, he runs really precise routes. He understands spacing. He can get open. And for SMU to be able to kind of kickstart their 2022 recruiting cycle with a big-time commitment, um, I think that really gets them headed into what has been a very positive direction on the recruiting front. Their 2021 cycle of recruits is very impressive. They've got some really marquee names, including Preston Stone on that list, among others. And now they're starting to get things rolling in, in 2022. And let's not forget about the recruiting impact I feel like that Rashad Samples has had at SMU. Since they've hired him, they've really had an uptick in their recruiting presence in the Dallas area specifically. And I think this is another one of those guys who fits in as a slot type of back. Um, I think Rashad's going to have his hands on him 
from an assistant coaching perspective if he can get him in the backfield as well. So he's one of these guys who you can move around and do some different things with. Guys, certainly keep an eye on is Savion Red, the wide receiver from Grand Prairie. Finally, let's round it out. Uh, head uh, head to the trenches. Uh, staying in the mid cities of DFW, uh, head to the trenches to Mansfield Summit to offensive tackle uh, Jacoby Jackson for our recruit of the week. Uh, he is a six six three hundred twenty pound offensive tackle. Certainly got the size advantage. He is a guy who back in June committed to TCU. Uh, this week he decommitted from TCU, opening things back up. Uh, does it feel like there's a, there's anywhere that he's leaning right now? Well, I, I kind of feel like Baylor is a team that's trending in a very positive direction for Jacoby Jackson. Interestingly, it looked like TCU had earmarked him as an offensive guard. He plays offensive tackle um, for his high school team, and I think that Baylor kind of views him more as an offensive tackle type or right tackle type within their offensive team. And he has a teammate, Al Presley, who has made a commitment to Baylor already. So he might have somebody in his ear constantly about the Bears. And I'll tell you what, Baylor has put together one heck of an offensive line class this year. If they can add Jacoby Jackson into that mix, um, I think that that's going to be hard. You'll, you'll be hard-pressed to find someone else in the Big 12 that has a better offensive line class than this. Joe Wickline seems to like these guys big and burly, and Jacoby Jackson fits that description. He's a guy who's just going to be huge. Uh, by the time he actually leaves college. So if Baylor can get him, um, that's what he'll be. But he's got other schools chasing him, certainly. There's schools on his offer list. I mean, he's got a huge offer list. I think it's probably closing in on 30 offers, but Texas Tech, Arizona, Florida State, Oklahoma State, and many more are also in hot pursuit of Jacoby Jackson. So it's a huge setback probably for TCU, but maybe some good news coming up for a potential another potential in-state program in Baylor, if that's the way it ends up going. Uh, he is, of course, the 84th-ranked player in our DCTF Hot 100 in the class of 2021, Jacoby Jackson, opening his commitments back up there at Mansfield Summit. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Find his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, appreciate your time, my friend. We will do it again next week. See you all then. There's Powers. Is that who that was? The other, the other Greg. <laughs> the Too other. many Gregs. Yeah, you're Too telling me. You know what we need? I have to deal with Greg all Fight of... Club. Oh, That's no. it. Oh, Greg no. Fight Club. And you know what? I have not been working out, so I'm probably. Oh, my money would be on Powers in an instant. In a fight between me and Powers? Yeah. Yes, one hundred and ten percent. He's. He's a little. Is he a little taller than me? Mm, I, think I think we're about, about the same, the same, same height. height. He's got a little poofier hair than you, so it's kind of hard to tell. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say that's some sort of like advantage for him no. in a fight. <laughs> no, and no. Like yes, poofy hair no. is really no, going to make I'm... the difference whenever you guys come to blows. <laughs> I'm talking about height wise. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, that's Greg Powers, next level athlete. He joins us every Wednesday for this week in recruiting, presented by our friends at Chicken Express. Love that chicken. Now we go Love that chicken. <laughs> Now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, well, there's two things. Speaking of chicken, um, Matthew McSpadden commented earlier when we were doing our whole chicken talk that chicken strips are underrated, and I'm going to completely disagree with that. I think chicken strips are very accurately like rated. Like People love chicken so then you strips. Don't di- so then you don't, you don't entirely disagree 
you just because entirely disagree would just say, would imply that you think they're overrated. Okay, no, then I don't entirely. I don't think they're overrated. I think that everyone loves chicken strips. I think I think chicken strips are properly rated. Yeah, like that's their that's they are most strong, people's go to. They're strong to yeah. quite strong. It's like if you're going now. If we want to talk underrated, yes. <clears throat> Can I hear some love from my people in the back? In the steak finger section. Whoa. Me. That is me. This is, we actually agree on something. Love steak fingers. So underrated. Because people see the chicken strips and they go, oh, I'm going to go with that. And then I'm like. Y'all are missing out. Steak fingers. They're on the menu. You're missing out. Steak fingers. Steak fingers are great. And you know what the other thing is? I think I'm fairly certain steak fingers are like a southern thing. Absolutely. Like a Texas thing. I was thinking to say like. Where can you get steak fingers? You get a like DQ. Like if yeah. you're talking about, you know, not like that's an like actual only, sit down restaurant. That but. to me, that to me, like is the only. I think DQ is the only place, like from a like chain fast, perspective, fat, yeah. fast casual, like a fast casual perspective that you can get steak fingers. Right, and I will say too, I've noticed like obviously growing up in Lano, they're pretty common on most menus down there. But they're not near as common up here because I think that, yeah, the further south you get, the more people love their steak fingers. Yeah, love steak fingers. Big fan of steak fingers. In fact, in fact, I'm not going to go so far as to say that right. they are better than chicken fingers. I think it's but because what I will you say, get them less what I will often. Say, what I will say is that if I sometimes the, the steak finger hits. And oh, it's yeah. like, oh, I made a good choice. I thought we had one more thing. Or do we not? Uh, we do. I was going to say, too, I, this is kind of uh, relevant. I didn't. Re- I forgot about it until I was searching on Twitter during that video. But um, you see our cover boy, Patrick Mahomes, pop the question last night. He did. Dave Campbell's Good Texas football cover boy. Patrick Mahomes he got a, uh, Super Bowl got a ring. ring and gave her a ring. Yeah, and I hers was equally almost as big. That I'm thing fairly was certain a she's rock. from East Texas, too. They're high school sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they, they, were, they were mm-hmm, both at White House. Congratulations to her. That's uh. That ring probably weighed more than she did. I w- so like, w- w- like who's the most famous person from Lano, and how can we get you a ring like that? The f- for, oh, mm-mm. nope, nope. Mm-mm. Is that not that? That's, that's not, a, not an option. Well, not with that attitude. It's no. not. No. Okay, just saying. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little <laughs> bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com tomorrow. Our one-hour super show, including the nope. return Mm-mm. of free money. Mm-mm. Thanks to Greg Powers for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today.